Hello, my faithful and fellow listeners. Welcome to another episode of Podcast About Nothing. I'm your host, The Apex. Today's episode is kind of jam-packed. Um, I'm going to try next week. Or, you know what? I might wait until next season. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might just wait until next season. Um, so, this is episode... 15, season 3, episode 15, I think, where's the 14, I don't know, I, 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 when, when I release the episode, it'll be labeled correctly, alright, so don't worry about it, but, um, yeah, episode 20 will be the finale of season 3, man, we kinda got through this, and the thing is, I, I kinda missed a couple episodes in two though, but, whatever, anyway, we're working on it. But uh, I'm gonna just let y'all know, and then I'll, I'll let y'all know again uh, when I release the season finale for this season. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's gonna be um, it's, it's gonna be episodes will be released on um, Mondays and Thursdays come season four, so. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is episode for Friday, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we got a lot to discuss. Um, we have a few things that we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, let's see. What what, what are we discussing? We're going to discuss Meg. We're going to discuss, um, the Knicks and... Spike Lee, um, is that it? I think that's gonna be it. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. That might be it. It's just those two things. Um, yeah, shout out to OC the brand. Make sure y'all go follow them on Instagram and hit up their Kickstarter. That's OC the brand, O S I T A, and then the word brand, all one word, OC the brand on Instagram. Make sure you go follow a custom travel, uh, a custom travels, all one word on Instagram for all your traveling desires, any trips that you want to plan. Uh, they went from water cage into a custom travel, so that's why I had to give you all the update. I'm gonna make another app for them, but just give me some time on that. Um, but yeah, make sure you go follow a custom travels, all one word on Instagram for all your traveling desires. Um, I'm gonna think of a slogan. I, I, I'll think of one, I'll think of one, um, also, make sure you go follow Lechosa's Hot Sauce, my fault, y'all, I got distracted for a quick second, make sure you go follow Lechosa's Hot Sauce, all one word on Instagram, and go shop on www.lechosashotsauce.com, that's L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S, Hot Sauce, all one word on Instagram and Um, Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's everything right there. That's, yep, that's everything. All right. All right, so let's, let's get into this episode. I don't know which one I'm going to discuss first, but um, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's get into Meg, man. Let's get into Meg. It's not funny. It's not funny. 
it's not funny, but pe- people are saying like, yo, like, all right, so let me give you all the backstory. There, if you don't know who she is, let me give you all the backstory, right? Meg the Stallion is this female rapper, woman rapper, who is, um, she had a big year last year. Um, she's kind of falling. Now, I don't want to say she's falling off. It's only March. You know what I mean? Like, it's only March. Um, so I don't want to say she's falling off. But, you know, she dropped her mixtape or whatever. I think that was in the summertime or, I don't remember. It was sometime last year. I don't really remember when she dropped, what was that, Fever or something like that? I don't really remember when she dropped it. But um, it, it was probably in the summertime, most likely. Um, but yeah, she's this uh, woman rapper, Meg Thee Stallion. She be shaking her butt everywhere. Um, she, she is what Lizzo wishes to be. Like, oh, I'm open, I'm openly, I'm openly sexual, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna dress provocatively and, and, and all this other stuff, like, Lizzo wishes that she got the okay to do it as much as Meg does, and I feel like the only people that give Lizzo the excuse to do it, or the okay to do it, or white women, but I'm not getting into Lizzo, this isn't a Lizzo conversation. Um, yeah, this is what Meg is doing. Meg is more accepted by the black community than I feel like because A is rap, and that is the black culture now is rapping. Uh, she's from Texas, and she has a, a nice figure. So, Meg, and I don't, to me, she can't rap either, but um, she, she recently signed a contract with, I think as far as like the marketing management team for Rock Nation, um, she recently signed there and then whoever she signed to, I don't know what, what, what record label she signed to, but I'm pretty sure Joe Budden podcast is going to talk about this on Friday as well, but, um, Whatever record label she signed to, I I don't know which record label that is. Whichever one she signed to apparently made like I think someone I think it said like she, they made like eleven million dollars off of her or something like that, but they only paid her fifteen thousand or no 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 one hundred fifty thousand. They paid her one hundred fifty thousand, but they made like eleven million off of her or something like that. But, I mean, that's where touring comes in, you know what I'm saying? Because the money you make from your touring is the money that you make from your touring. Like, the the record label doesn't see a penny of that. But when it comes to the touring, you have to front your own money for it. That, and see, that's the thing. That's why a lot of artists in the beginning only perform at small venues because that way they can make their money back quicker versus... Made the sign she should be forming at arenas with how big of a year she had last year. 
but she ain't got the money for it. You know what I'm saying? Unless the label put money up for it, but then they probably gonna be asking for a large percentage back. Like they probably like, we need more than five percent. We gonna need more than that. But um, yeah. So she made like a hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it was crazy that I was on Twitter today and somebody had retweeted it. But in 2018, she made a post with uh, Trina. That said, like, here, and they were making a toast or whatever, and the caption read, here's to making um, all the money in 2019. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But she's at a point now where her contract is up to just go independent. I understand that you signed that first contract because you want to be signed. But if you have a big year the way Meg did, you got to go independent now. At this point, don't sign with another major. I feel like the baby should go. Um, the baby should go um, independent. You know, and I don't know what Meg is doing right now, but I'm pretty sure she's probably writing and recording new music. She needs to be touring still. She really does. She needs to be touring. Because there's there's no way that she should have only made $150,000 from her deal last year. She should have made way more than that. Um, and they made like a mil, 11 mil off of her. You need to go independent. Now, I understand you signed because signing to a major puts you in a position where you can look around and be like, okay, I can go independent because I need to start making all of my money and keeping it instead of making money for someone else. And that's exactly what I go through with this podcast when people try to ask me, oh, you should sign with us and we'll do your promotions for you. We'll set you up with interviews. Yeah, I'm I'm not some 20-year-old or 23-year-old or 22-year-old who's looking to just put that out there that, yeah, I signed a contract. My product is good enough that I got picked up. It's not your product anymore. It is not yours. And this is what I've been saying from the beginning of my podcast. When you sign a contract, what you put out is no longer yours. It's not yours anymore. They own it. Your likeness, your product, your name, your titles, They own that. They own it. They can start telling you what to do and what to put out and how often you need to put something out. They can okay if you put something out or not. Stop signing. Stop signing to these majors. Stop. everybody's, Everybody's everything is entirely way too accessible nowadays. Whether it's what you eat, whether it's where you live, whether it's what you do throughout the course of the day, whether it's where your kids go to school, whether it's what your kids do during the day. Everything about everyone is too accessible. There's no need to sign a major label. You can purchase your own LLCs, create your own record label, and front your own money into it. There's no need for anyone to sign the majors. Now, if you want to make up your own 
streaming service or your own record label or something like that. And if you want to sign others, make sure you do it differently than how majors do it. Stop biting off of the heads of someone's bank account and watching it bleed out. Like, remember that they're in a space where they need your assistance. Now, granted, you you put in the leg where you're doing all, and that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with record labels signing talent and then profiting off of that talent. But don't put them in a position where it's like they're still struggling almost. I mean, not as struggling as much as they were probably, you know, a year before they signed to you. But they're still at a point where it's like, fam, hold on, like, to the point where you're cheating them. Like, don't, don't, don't. I don't know. I, I feel like signing to majors, man, is too much of a business acquisition. It's too much of that. It's all strictly all about business. It's not about fairness. It's not about making you better as a talent. It's just about business. How much money are you making me versus how much money I'm willing to pay you to make me more money? And that's really what it boils down to. Everybody is on this whole stint of wanting to be signed. I mean, you can just create something and then sign yourself. Yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher Podcasts, like the YouTube. There's too many streaming services out there. You can just place your product out there how, how frequent or as much of it. Like you can either flood it or you can just give bits and, bits and pieces of it. You can charge as much as you want. Or you can make it free. It's up to you. You have complete and total creative control. Like, so if you sign to someone and they talking about um, the label themselves make 5%, but then everybody else gets a, a piece of it who works for the label that help produce, that help write, that help direct the video that helped with paying for studio time with paying for security paying for you know what I'm saying like whatever I don't know everything about the music industry I don't know even when you set up these like uh these interviews and they're they're paying for makeup they're paying for clothes they're paying for transportation like everything comes out of that even if they purchase you a watch or something like that, they're taking what you what would have been going to you. They took that and bought you a gift. I don't know if y'all saw the not it wasn't a documentary, but I don't know if y'all saw the little movie. This was probably like six years ago, seven years ago probably. That TLC movie with Kiki Palmer played Chili and and and, and Little Mama played Left Eye. I don't know if y'all saw that, but when they bought them the little Range Rovers, they was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that came out of y'all budget. We bought that. So, technically, the regular would didn't buy it. Y'all bought it. You can sell a million copies and still not see a million dollars. That's ridiculous. You know how much these albums cost when you buy them off of YouTube? $13.99, $12.99. 
and you sold a million copies, and yet here you are, you only made $25,000 off of that. Or you only made like $80,000 off of that when you sold a million copies. So just think, what's a million times 14? Let's, let's, let's do the math on that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say someone's album costs $12, right? Let's say an album costs $12. You multiply that by a mil. Yeah, $12 million. But I guarantee you, with the quote-unquote 5%, that's really probably 25%. Now, granted, you're, I, I don't know, maybe someone's math was off. I, I only saw it. I didn't listen to her live. I probably should have listened to her live, but I, I don't care to because I kind of feel like it's the same with every artist that comes out and complain about, their record label being conniving and being sneaky about where their money is going. I feel like it's the same thing every time. So to me, the stallion, man, dog, keep your head up, bro. I understand that uh, they're probably, quote unquote, cheating you, I guess people can say. Like someone said, like, man, it's funny how she tell women to um, finesse men out of their money when she was the one that got finessed. She didn't get finessed. Everything's in black and white. They have everything, every charge that they make, they have to let you know that that's what they're going to take out in that contract. They have to tell you. Because then you can take them to court. And you can sue them for that. They have to put it in the contract. So with the amount of money, so the fact that she saw less than what they made, they have to put it in contract. They they take that money and they distribute to the people that help work on that mixtape or on that album or that helped you get um cause cause even for the um what's it called? Uh the uh when you get featured on someone else's album, like there's an A and R that that record label pays, so that you can be featured on other songs. They reach out to people for you, and then they reach to you. Now you probably thought, oh, okay, this person, I don't know, let's just say, um, who who was that that she got caught with? Well, she didn't get caught. It was all over Instagram. Um, let's say she does a song with G Easy because I remember he was sucking on her jawline. Let's say she does a song with G Easy. The and now I can't let this episode finish without telling you all about the greatest, tastiest, hottest hot sauce in the hot sauce game. They chose us hot sauce, and you can take my word for it. They sent me two free bottles so I can have a little taste. It's the hottest out there. It's the hottest out there. And if you're really into spicy foods, pick up some Lechosa's hot sauce. That's L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S hot sauce. You can find their website on www.lechosashotsauce.com. Follow them on Instagram at Lechosa's hot sauce. Again, it's www.lechosashotsauce.com. 
Pickable.com, pickable bottle, and let them know that podcast about nothing sent you. Because she easy was sucking on her jawline. So let's just say um, Meg does a song with G-Eazy, right? So Meg's probably thinking, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm this big-time artist because G-Eazy does songs with black women artists a lot. Like, well, big name. Like, I think he has a song with Nicki. He has a song with Cardi. And I'm pretty sure he's going to have a song with Meg at some point. Um, so she's probably thinking, okay, G-Eazy reached out to... No, the A&R part set that up. His A&R from his record label and your A&R from your record label set that up. And then you have agents, you have uh, managers, you have um, stylists, you have jewelers, you have like you have all of these people who are doing small, intricate things. So that uh, that let's just say 11 million, because I don't know. I didn't listen to her live. I probably should have, but I, I didn't really need to. But let's just say that I, I, this is just a number I'm spitballing out there. Let's say they made. $11 million off of her last year alone. They made 11 mil and she only got back 250,000, right? That $12 million, that's going to everyone that helped with Meg the Stallion's career last year. So that's just not going to one person. Now, I think a lot of people think that like, oh, the president of whatever record label, is it Virgin or Atlantic? I don't know who she signed to. Oh, that means that the president is making $12 million off her. No. There's a lot of people that go, that has a hand in what they do. It's not like a lot of people have a hand in her pocket. A lot of people have a hand, well, I, I guess in a way, a lot of people have a hand in her pocket because a lot of people have a hand in her career. It's not just Meg the Stallion and some dude making a beat. Like, that's not all there is to it. Like, you have the engineers, you have the producers, you have the A&Rs, you have the... Like, there's a lot that goes into it. So, now, unless she doesn't have a manager, and unless she doesn't have an agent, because those are two separate things, those are two separate positions, agents and managers. And agents... Agents want 5% of what you make. And agents want to hand in what you make off a tour. Managers does as well. Because managers are the ones making sure everything is set up. Like, how you want your dressing room set up. All right, boom, I'm going to make sure you got that. Agents don't do that. Managers do that. Agents and managers are two different things. So, so it's a, a number of people that have to get paid. And some of these agents and some of these managers are provided by the record label. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a lot more to it than just, oh, I'm, I'm just out here making music. I just want to make music. And now there's, and she was also saying, man, I wish I listened to her live first. Now she's saying that they're not allowing her to release music. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't know the underlining details behind that, but it must be something. Maybe it's because they're not allowing her to release music because they want her to release a certain kind of music, and she's declining to do that type of music. So now there's no music. That could be it. I don't know, but that's what happens when you sign, man. That's what happened. That is exactly what happens. I'm not surprised by this. The baby part does goes through the same thing. I don't. 
Who he who is he signed with? Is it Def Jam? No, it's not Def Jam. Oh, he signed with Interscope. Uh, I don't really hear too much about Interscope. I know I'm pretty sure Atlantic Atlantic and Def Jam really goes through this a lot. You hear a lot about people, a lot of artists complain, and typically it's the black artists. But that that's that's another conversation for another day, for real. That is, that's a whole different conversation for a whole different day. But well, I mean, Taylor Swift is going through her little snafu, I guess, with whoever she signed to, but. Yeah, it's like people want their publishing. It's just like with Mace. It's like with um, Lil Wayne. Like people want their publishing, which is the rights to their music. But you signed. You signed a record deal. I own that. I should be able to buy it back. Okay. Do you know how much I, how much money I made off of this? So if you buy your rights and your publishing back from me, that means I will no longer be making money from that. Everything will be going back to you. So do you realize how much money I'm going to charge you to get it back? And a lot of people feel like it's an arbitrary number, but it's like, man, look how much money I've made off of it. You expect me to just hand it back to you? Like, oh, okay, I'm done. Make No, it's a business. That's why you have to be mindful of who you signed to, especially in today's day and age. You can do everything on your own just with the click of a button. Now, back in the early 2000s, back in the 90s, yeah, they had to sign with majors. That was a big deal. And were they getting um, snuffed from underneath the table? Yeah, they were. But back then, you had to sign to a major. You don't anymore. We weren't as knowledgeable back then, back in the 80s and 90s, early 2000s. Man, even the mid mid two thousands, like in the twenty ten era, like we weren't as knowledgeable. People didn't get into this until like twenty fifteen, I will say, when everyone started realizing, like, fam, you can just put out your. Even though SoundCloud was already out, but it really became like a, a big thing. Like, I can just do this by myself. I can buy the equipment myself and record my music in my bedroom. Even though that's how people always been doing it, but it was tough getting it out. Like, you had to, like, hunt people down. Like, yo, I got a CD here. Can you just listen to it? Now it's fam. I can just put this on YouTube, make a YouTube channel or something like that, and boom. Like, I would even say do this, dude, for real. If I was really into music, this is what i do. This is Anchor, right? Um, You get paid per listen. So if you make music, hear me out. You get paid per listen. Fam, just record your music on Anchor. Just record your music on Anchor. You can stop it, edit it, cut it. You can trim it. You can do all of that. Just record your music on Anchor. And as people listen, you get paid for it. Boom. There you go. There you go. And then you can cut each episode as an album. How I have season one, episode one. Season one, episode two. You can just, all right, this is the such and such album. And these are the name of the tracks. There you go. It's out there. Just do that. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I just gave y'all game right there. Just, just use some of these like Spotify. Like just use some of these streaming services. There's no need to sign the majors anymore. We're out of that era. When it comes to the Knicks and this whole Spike Lee situation, um, I'm a LeBron fan. Wherever LeBron goes, I go. I never thought in my wildest dreams I would be a Laker fan because I didn't like Kobe. But here I am, wanting LeBron to win a championship. And I'm also a Bucks fan because that's my hometown. But when it comes to the Knicks, I know on Instagram about a month ago, I had posted what the Knicks did over the last 15 years, I believe, or 17 years. They made the playoffs twice. In like the last like 17 years. No, no, no. I think in the last 17 years, they made the playoffs three times. They had a winning record two years in the last 17. Basically, since LeBron got into the league. Matter of fact, let me go look. Because I, I, I got it on Instagram. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Where is it, man? Because that was, that was wild. Here we go. In the last 18 seasons, the Knicks had three winning seasons. Three in the last 18. In the last 18 years. Y'all got the nerve to be throwing out Spike Lee and Charles Oakley. We had three winning seasons in almost two decades. You got the nerve to be throwing out people who are coming to support you. That's mind-boggling. I don't know what James Dolan is doing. So I have a solution for all Knicks fans. Stop going to their games. Stop going. I don't know how many. I'm going to look at my numbers. I don't know how many people in New York that listens to me. But if you are in New York, stop going to Knicks games. Start going to the Nets. Start going to the Nets games. Start going to Syracuse or or, or, or St. John's. Go to their games. Go check out an NYU play. Do not go to a Nick game. There's a prefer of other. You are in New York City, Manhattan, Times Square. You know how many other things you can be doing on a nightly basis in New York? Go to a restaurant. Don't go to no Nick game. Stop going to Nick games. Stop. It's up to y'all to force Dolan to sell the team. It'll be one thing if he's doing this and y'all team were winning. I, I would get it. Then it's like, man, we're in a tough spot because it's like, I want to go to Nick games, but the owner sucks. But we're winning, though. Y'all not winning. Y'all draft horribly. Y'all play badly. They're stupid hires. I don't know who this dude that he hired, Steve Stout. 
isn't he a music dude? Or am I thinking of Scott Storch? I, I don't I don't know. Anyway. James Dolan does not know what he's doing. He doesn't. Stop going to Nick games. Stop going. Stop supporting the Knicks. They're, James Dolan treats y'all, the fans, Nick fans, like it's an abusive relationship. It's like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing my dirt, but where else are you going to go? You got nowhere else to go. Continue to love me because no one is going to be there for you the way I am. I'm going to do my dirt, and I'm going to still be here. You still going to be here, regardless of how how much dirt I do. Spike Lee was thrown out of a game last week. I, I believe it was last week, Wednesday. Because he was using an employee entrance. And he said that when he became a a, a season ticket holder 28 years ago, um, he, he was using the employee entrance. No one never said anything to him about not using the entrance. We have a VIP entrance or you can use a general admission entrance, but you can't use an employee entrance. No one said anything to him. Last week, and then he said he even went to uh, kill a mockingbird play at Madison Square Garden. Again, use the employee entrance. Now, he's mad at James Dolan. There's a possibility that maybe Madison Square Garden was like, fam, you can't use this entrance. I don't think James Dolan has anything to do with what Madison Square Garden does. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he had anything to do with that. And I don't think people are realizing that. Like, um, James Dolan owns the Knicks. He doesn't own Madison Square Garden. He owns the Knicks. The Knicks play at the Garden. He doesn't own the Garden. Now, if he... Yeah. I don't think he owns the Garden, does he? Let me see. Let me Let me look. I don't think he owns the Garden. Who owns Let me see. Cause I don't think he has Oh. Well, I stand corrected. James Dolan is the chairman and chief exa- and the CEO. So he's the chairman and CEO of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, James Dolan had everything to do with that then. Y'all need to stop going to Nick games. Stop supporting uh, James Dolan. Charles Oakley is still salty over uh, being taken out in handcuffs. Spike Lee said on first take yesterday morning, I'm not, I'm not going to a Nick game for the rest of the season. He said, I'll probably go back next year. Why? He's still going to be the owner. And and then y'all still going to be trash. Why? If y'all stop, and this is the thing when it comes to ownership. When you start messing with people's money, that's when you start seeing effective changes. Stop giving him your money. And considering that he... 
He's basically CEO of 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 MSG. Y'all gotta stop going to stuff. Y'all gotta stop. Start going to the Barclays. Start supporting the the Nets. Y'all gotta cut the Knicks off, man. Y'all gotta cut that umbilical cord for real, cause y'all feeding him. Meanwhile, he can throw y'all out. It's a dictatorship over there. Whenever somebody says something negative about James Dolan, all of a sudden they getting taken out of the handcuffs, thing getting thrown out on 59th Street on their face. Stop going to the MSG, man. Stop going. That's the only way you're gonna see an effective change. Look at what happened with um the Clippers owner when he said something that was racist. The Clippers was like, fam, we will not play in the playoffs if dude is still the owner. And they were like a, a three seed or something like that. So Adam Silver had to step up. And I think that was Adam Silver's, yep, that was Adam Silver's first year as being commissioner of the NBA. And the thing is, the commissioners of leagues, they're employed by the owners. And the other owners are like, fam, you got to do something about dude. Duke got to get him out of here. Y'all got to do something, man. Stop going to Nick games. This man is a billionaire. He'll be all right. Stop going to Nick games. Stop feeding him. The Knicks are trash. Stop going to Nick games. Know your worth. No, and that's the sum of this whole episode. Know your worth, Meg the Stallion and Nick fans. Know your worth. Dr. Apex has checked in, man. This has been another episode of Podcast About Nothing. I've been your host, The Apex. Until the next time, never be complacent, always be consistent. We're thriving, we're striving, we're striding. Peace.